It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Known to many for her book, French Women Don't Get Fat, Mireille Giuliano took Veuve Clicquot Champagne to the top of the luxury market using her distinctive French woman's philosophy and style. Now she uses those same talents in savoir-faire to help readers pop their own corks and get the most out of life with her latest book, Women, Work, and the Art of Savoir-Faire, Business, Sense, and Sensibility. It's an insightful guide to navigating the working world, living the good life, and savoring every minute of it. And Mireille is joining us today on Amy's Table. Good morning, Mireille. Good morning, Amy. How are you? Good. I am so happy to talk to you. You know, of course, I knew about your French Women Don't Get Fat book. and In fact, Mm -hmm. we even did a a class on it at my cooking school. But I recently learned of you again when someone told me the story of Veuve Clicquot and how you did take it to the top. Can you just give us a quick recap of that? Well, basically, it was uh, their hard work and uh, trying to be, you know, above average and beat the competition by um, thinking out of the box, which in those days was not something that uh, a small company with one brand and very very small budget could do. Uh, but it was spreading the word, you know, the tough way, by word of mouth, doing small events, and capturing the American market, which, by the way, was on, on our side, we're lucky because it was the right time, you know, perfect timing. Right. <laughs> it helped. Well, I understand that the biggest obstacle in the American market is we didn't know how to pronounce it, so we didn't order it or buy it. That, that was one of the challenges that, that, by the way, we, we resolved by doing uh, radio advertising, which was, one, inexpensive. We, we didn't have, you know, the $40,000 per page for magazine uh, or to do the repetition, which was very costly. But um, pronouncing the name and, and allowing um, people to, to hear it over and over helped a lot. And uh, that was a great, you know, inexpensive campaign that showed that, and, and nobody had done it in, in the wine business ever. So, um, you know, it, it was brainstorming with a small team and trying to make the best of our few dollars and, and really being very uh, passionate, very dedicated, very hardworking giving exemplary service uh, in in an industry where it wasn't always there and, you know, acting like, like professional, and, and it really worked. Well, hmm, it sounds almost like what the book's about in terms of that's really some of the, the advice that you offer. Mm. I, I wanted yeah. to start just by talking about the first chapter of the book, however, because I'm so intrigued by your thought that life is lived in episodes and stages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. It is, and, and people forget about it, and people want, you know, either to keep the same or um, have dreams that are sometimes in a country where, you know, the philosophy is very different from Europe, where uh, basically, you know, if you're a risk taker, nothing is impossible. Well, you know, I couldn't be, uh, um, I couldn't go to the moon uh, or be a team on the moon if I wanted to or be a concert pianist if I wanted to. That doesn't mean that I can play, you know, piano sort of decently every day. Uh, so there are things we cannot do, but uh, if, you, if you are realistic and, and, you know, write down a list of your talents and your skills and try to match them w- with what's available out there, I think you can do a lot to change your life or to improve your life or to find something 
that pleases you. And one thing that actually uh, sort of uh, makes me really feeling happy right now in the U.S. is, you know, many, many things happen in Europe that I said, oh, my God, this happened in New York 15 years ago. Hmm. Uh, like the, like the workforce for women and and the challenges they face, you know, which which I saw in America a long time ago, uh, or the high divorce rate in in France now, because because exactly we, the reason being that you know women are faced to uh, multitasking too much, doing too much, and and you know it ruins their relationship. And the reverse is happening in the U.S., where women are finally learning that. You know, at the end of the day, you can't have it all. You have to make choices. Life is lived in stages and episodes, and maybe right now it's better to take care of your young kids. And there are not, you see it every day, women resigning or not accepting promotion of big jobs. And in a way, it's a challenge for the economy of the U.S., but in a way, it shows that people are putting values on other things that just, you know, titles and promotions and money, which can be very good and which are very healthy. We, we all, you know, you can really uh, blossom and, and find happiness in a job, but it's not everything. Right, and that's so European true. And in the mind, you know, family always comes first, and here it didn't. But now I really see a change. So maybe my American sisters are, are learning a few things from they're French sisters. Yeah, no, I could not agree more. I think it, I think that once you've been overworked and overstressed and multitasking long enough, you do stop and say, wait, why am I doing this? Yeah. What was the purpose? And, and, and then you see what suffers, you know, yeah. the area that suffers. So, so if your marriage or your kids, uh, you know, it doesn't work out, then you realize, well, you know, maybe, maybe focusing so much on work and hours and long hours, and especially today with the tech we have, we we don't work less, we work more, and, and not exactly always efficiently. So we have to make priorities, and we have to make choices. And I think, um, you know, what I said in my book is that there's not a kind of, uh, uh, like, like your weight, you know, in many ways, it's it's a French woman don't get fat for business women. It's like, there's no such a thing that one size fits all, you know, so you have to do some internal uh, thinking and know, know yourself to, to, to know what's important to you for your lifestyle, for your stage in life, for your family context, for your passion, your interest, your value, etc. But when you do that, you realize that you, you can really make some dramatic changes and big improvements in, in your well-being, uh, both you know, body, mind, and spirit, and that reflects in your family life and in your happiness. Mm-hmm. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Mireille Giuliano. She's the author of The French Women Don't Get Fat. We're discussing her latest book, Women, Work, and the Art of Savoir-Faire. And, you know, one of the chapters in the book talks about the not-always-so-gentle art of coping as we face all of these challenges mm-hmm. in multitasking. What's your advice on coping with it all? Well, it's, 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 again, to sit down and, and be, be zen about it and relax about it and make a priority list, you know, and what are the things that, that really matter that, um, you know, you have to cope with. Some of them are beyond our control and some of, many of them are. And, and to make some choices and, and especially, especially, uh, emphasizing that don't try to do it all at once. You know, it's like people who go from, um, eating like pigs and the next day they want to be on a diet and do it all. And, and it doesn't work because your metabolism 
will take revenge, and it will get worse. And we know all that because, obviously, if uh, diets worked, everybody would be thin. <laughs> True. It's, it's a big, you know, commercial joke and very expensive. So you have to take, again, um, steps, little steps at a time and start with what it's easy for you and build it up. You know, and, and just if you, do, if you do change two or three things and, and stay like that for a month, you will already see the changes. I mean, I have mail every day from all over the world of people telling me their stories, and it's, it's, um, it's very gratifying to see that, that people understand that. It's like nobody's g- going to give you the recipe in a book. You know, you have to find it for yourself, but you can find it. You just have to look at it you know, in stages, and know that, you know, six years from now, it will be a different scenario. So you can't, you know, do it and think that you can rest of it on it for the rest of your life. It's, it's a constant kind of moving, um, well, life is changing. Life is never the same. You know, yesterday is not going to be the same as today or tomorrow. So to adapt to that and to adjust to that and to be able to try to find a right balance it's important that you put a lot of what's in yourself and what you want out of life. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, the book gives breaks it all down into thoughtful little pieces for us to ponder and to think about and to, to layer into our own lives. And I'm going to put your five lessons learned about making good things happen in career and business on amystable.com because they are so well-written and, and such mm-hmm. good information mm-hmm. for people to think about. And I'll yeah. also send people to your website, which is mirejuliano.com. And I'll, of course, I'll spell that out for everybody on amystable.com. But Mire, it is so great to talk to you. Such a wonderful book. You've got to keep them coming because there's something for all of us in each one. Thank you. Well, I'm working on it. but <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, of course, in, in, at Mire's website, there's all kinds of recipes and ideas and musings. And I was even looking at your uh, film recommendations and I thought, oh, I yes. love this. So well, my, my readers are very uh, demanding. They want to know what I think about, you know, I thought it would be only food and wine, but it's fashion and art and what I read and the, the film I see and the travel. I, I was just in Paris and Sicily and wrote a piece about it, and I have amazing response from my readers. So, you know, it, it's, a good, it's a good way to keep communicating and to keep helping people and giving them good advice. Because the one thing I do is I only write, uh, you know, I don't, I don't take um, press trips or anything like that. I only write about uh, where I've been and what I like. There's no point to write about things that are not good or are not, you know, to be uh, negative. I just, it happens, you know. Right. Too often, uh, I've had plenty of bad meals. I just don't write about them. Right, right. I write right. about the good ones so that people, when they go to a place, uh, hopefully will have a similar experience. Well, it's great stuff. And Mireille, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you very much, Amy, and have a great day. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! Q102.